0: jump on your facebook page and go to morning brew and click live and listen and lick and all that kind of stuff because there you will find our man steve vines good morning steve how are you
1: i'm not licking i just just <laughs> want to make that really clear good to before talk before we you. go any further
0: yep good to talk to you steve well what an incredible uh well 24 hours has been incredible is probably too strong a word but what do you reckon
1: Well, I mean, I think, I mean, we can get down to the substance of this budgety thing.
0: Yeah. But one
1: thing is really interesting about this budget is it clearly wasn't even discussed in Exco. Oh, yeah. Because the day before the budget, a member of that uh, august body, remember, this is the chief executive's main advisory body. You would think they would have some input into one of the biggest decisions that has to be taken on an annual basis i.e. the allocation of hong kong's resources and you had um uh, one of its members um ronnie tong in an interview with the south china morning post confidently predicting that nothing like the ten thousand dollar handout to all citizens w- would be made he obviously like other members of exco lots of people t- said have, it yeah yeah Typical of the way the Lamb administration works is they don't consult, they don't talk to anybody, they don't talk to their own people. But anyway, having said that, and having been a a very firm opponent of this sort of handout approach to um, trying to deal with economic problems, because, you know, the very rich and the very poor alike get the same amount of money, that seems to me to be patently absurd. Only more absurd would be to leave that money in the hands of the numpties who, who would either go out and spend it on some ludicrous new big project or fritter it away on uh, the incident you notice in there buried in there. They're going to fritter literally hundreds of millions of dollars away on an advertising campaign. You oh, remember? we've got to have an advertising campaign. You remember is, how a effective slogan We need last... a
0: slogan and a mascot.
1: <laughs> the last global advertising uh, campaign was, what was the slogan they used, do you remember? Which one? Um, something like, um, Hong, Hong Kong still exists. Something. Oh, Hong Kong, we're on. <laughs> and everybody's it's going Hong Hong on Kong it. Hong Kong on, yes. Something <laughs> like, I mean, you know, honestly, the genius that goes into this sort of thing. Anyway, they, they're going to devote more millions and millions of our taxpayers' money to this piece of crackpot propaganda yeah. but they are at least going to give people back their money as I say it's really not the way to proceed mm. and when you look at the budget when you look at Paul Chan's budget you realize the man is totally clueless there's no strategy there there's a lot of faffing around bit of money here bit of money there and unless you're in the police force a lot of money there um What is the strategy? Let
0: me me throw something at you because I was listening to reports (laughs) as everybody was before yesterday morning and even in the news they're saying well there's not much talk about doing a bung a giveaway whatever you want to call it Um, and then lo and behold so maybe there was a strategy to keep it under wraps and for once it might have worked.
1: Well I I think that that what really happened was was that the, the people who Carrie is forced to listen to because they're called her supporters I know hollow laughter all around that anybody is supporting Carrie Lam whose current popularity rating is at nine uh, percent. It's quite That's low statistically, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I've known snails are more popular than that. Anyway, but the people who, who kind of matter in her world, bizarre as it is, are the so-called, what used to be known as the pro-government camp. I mean they don't even call themselves pro-government anymore because they perish the thought that um, they'll be associated with Carrie Lam. But the people in the pro-China camp have really got the... um, Oh, dear, I'm trying to think of a word that you're allowed to use on radio. (laughs) have got the brown stuff up, and they're very worried. They're very, very worried about, of course, themselves, because they know that there's an election coming up in September.
0: Is a lot of this circumstantial, Steve? Yes, there is an election coming up uh, later on in the year. We can't get away from that. Uh, and he wants, to, he wants to throw money around, and this is the time it's initiated. I mean, is that possibly just a bit circumstantial?
1: I mean, do go with me uh, on this, please. Only a cynic would say that. I, I don't know anybody <laughs> uh, here today who would fall into that category. But, you know, the fact that it's going to take them How many months would that be? Um, Half a year, at least, to put this together. Remember, Hong Kong actually devised a system for doing this. Mm. When John Jung was the um, financial secretary, he bunged out 6,000 to the citizens. They're not starting from scratch. They actually have a way of doing this. What they need to do is press a few buttons, tell all the boys with the clipboards, and all the girls with the clipboards, put them away, get on with it. I mean... I hate to yet again point out, Macau is so way ahead of us on this. They've already, they're, they're also doing a bung to the citizens, but they're actually doing it. They're not sitting there going, ooh, ooh,
0: what push. do you know about this, Steve? Are we a la- I've heard a lot of talk around and about, about people saying, I don't want their money. I do not want this. And they're saying things like Panamets are sensitive, bread and circuses and all sorts <laughs> of stuff like that. Do we have to have it? Do you
1: know? No, you don't. Of course, you don't have to have it. And, and and if you want to take it and give it to somebody else, there is absolutely nothing to stop you. The point is to get it. <clears throat> yep. They haven't announced the plans. You will have to register. So if you oh, say so you, this is totally you have a uh, choice. um you just don't register and you won't get it. Hmm. But I mean, I I would say to everyone. Um, if they don't feel the compelling need for 10,000 bucks, there are plenty of people who do have a compelling need for 10,000 bucks. that's 000. what they're
0: saying, Steve. They're saying charities and giving it yeah. to people they consider to be needy and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's very commendable, really.
1: I think it is very commendable. But, I mean, yes, again, it's not a strategy. I mean, you know, for the 25% of the population living below the poverty line, sure. there's nothing in this budget whatsoever. There's no strategy. For the people who've been laid off in their hundreds of thousands, laid off or on no paid leave. Hmm. There's no strategy for the many businesses that are closing down. And we haven't even seen the the tip of that iceberg yet. Hmm. We're going to see I mean, I hate to be so confident in predicting this, but you know, in, in my other life, I'm in the catering industry and I certainly know what's going on there. There'll be closures left, right, and centre. Give
0: me a bit on that, Steve, from the inside the inside track, if you would. I've been curious to ask you.
1: It's it's really simple. No customers, <laughs> and running overheads. So mm. you know, you've got a food production facility of some, either a restaurant, or a cafe, or a canteen, or what have you. And and nowadays most companies in Hong Kong also have a central kitchen or a food factory, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Those costs keep going whether or not you've got customers. The only way you can mitigate the rise of those costs, because obviously you're not ordering food when you've got no customers, is unfortunately, staff are getting laid off or put on no paid leave. Mm it's it's an excruciatingly difficult time it's really
0: hard i want to stay with this steve the catering industry a bit because it's okay jumping up and down and going government bad people good or whatever but let, let's talk about this firstly let me invite our listeners to join us on morning brew's facebook page you can see and hear him there and more importantly you can put up any comments you may have so steve let me ask you some questions uh, in his other life steve is in this business this whole thing about what do we call it no paid leave can you yeah. give me the ins and outs of that for starters
1: well, first of all, there's two types. One is voluntary and one is involuntary. Um, in in Hong Kong, most of it has been voluntary. In other words, employers have been going to their employees and saying, here's the deal, mm-hmm. we're going under. Could, could, do you mind helping us out and taking no paid leave? Um, I'm astonished and, and absolutely, um, what's the word, in admiration. Of how many people these are not high paid people to no. begin with who are making this sacrifice.
0: What's the average be, what's the average restaurant
1: busboy da 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 wage? Average? Um I would say between twelve and twenty thousand. Okay. It's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It really isn't.
0: More, more the twelve end I should imagine.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the that but that that's what we're talking. We're we're not I mean when you get into obviously there's a higher end to that there's well-paid chefs there's sure well-paid sure i i don't mean them managers. Actually, yeah. but but you're asking at the you know the sort of grassroots end of the business yeah so that's what we're talking about there's not a lot of fat in a salary at that level is there
0: no there it really isn't. isn't when you've got all the living expenses
1: and rent through the roof etc you've got et kids you know remember i mean look it's a sort of triple whammy here you can't go to work even if you could go to work, it's really difficult because um, the families with children, particularly um, primary school children, are at home because they can't go to school. Yeah. So they've got to be fed and watered and entertained and kept, you know, <coughs> ambient while all this is going on. Mm-hmm. There's many things going on. If you've got some sort of commonal garden ailment, you really can't get to a clinic or a doctor now one, because people are scared to go there, and two, because they're packed out. So, you know, I mean, it, it, the, it layers up. It layers up.
0: Let me go to our Facebook page, because we've got a comment here from uh, Art, and he says, the F&B industry is being decimated, and we're only just seeing the impact to come. He says, look at Langwai Fong and the number of prominent bars that have closed after being in business there for many years. Thanks, Art. Yes.
1: Not just Lang Kwai Fong. I mean, I, I get his point. Yeah. But really, it's not just Lang Kwai Fong. Uh, you look at Chim Sao Choy. If you want to see uh, 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 an empty Chim Choi, Choy, now would be the time to go there.
0: So what, it's realistically, staggering. next? I mean, there's so many things to take into account. We started talking yeah. about the budget, Steve, so try and bring some of this into it. I mean, it's OK. It's hard times. It's seriously hard times.
1: It's seriously hard times. Let's, so stay, let's stay with the caterers. You You ask people in the catering industry... What would they want in a, it's not an ideal world, but in a better world? Yeah. They would want big rent breaks. Some of them are getting small rent breaks. They'd want breaks from the government in terms of, <coughs> um, they keep talking about taxation, which is complete and utter warnings because no money's being made. So it doesn't matter if you're, you're paying low tax, no tax on nothing. Most of these companies are not going to make any money this year. So taxation is, is, a, is a total nonsense, saying they're going to give people a break on taxation. Yeah. But it is in te- indeed possible that the government, which they edge towards doing, there'll be an enormously agonising bureaucratic system to get these loans that they're talking about giving. So again, because you can't trust them to do any of this properly, I would suggest they simply give out money. To companies in the trade to tide them over I only say that I mean it's a, it's, a, it's a bonkers way of going about things and if you had a half competent government you really wouldn't do it now they are talking about this to some extent and we haven't seen any of the details of it and they sort of say oh well we'll wait until this is over you know maybe six months time Mr. Chan the problem is today It's not in six months' time. You got it. I know you want to do it in six months' time because it's just before the elections. And you think that will help your friends in the DAB and what have you. Mm. But, you know, you're a cynic if that's what you really are doing with our money.
0: I always reckon the Beatles got it right, can't buy me love, and I've got an email here from John, an actual good old-fashioned email, so let me uh, tell you what John says. Hello, Stephen. He says, part of the increase in the budget for the police is earmarked at hiring a thousand new officers. With the current low esteem of the police in society, might they face challenges in finding suitable candidates? I hope I'm wrong. But could this open the door to recruiting mainlanders or for more mainland police personnel to be stationed in Hong Kong? They wouldn't exactly be the ideal poster boys for the greater Bay Area, though, would they? Kind regards, John.
1: Well, you know, John has a point. Anybody who's been through the Cross Harbour Tunnel in the last few weeks will know that the most expensive advertising spot in Hong Kong is those big advertising hoardings. And at empty. both ends of the central tunnel. And not there, are guess, they? Yeah. Guess what they're advertising? Oh, OK. Recruitment to the police. For a while, mm-hmm. they were empty.
0: I mean, we, you, I'm like, I don't recognise that
1: wall because there wasn't a big poster up there, there, but I haven't seen these ones. On walls. both ends, I haven't seen they these. obviously are having problems with recruitment, and I wonder why that is. You know, you look at the state of relations between the police and the citizenry, and you can well understand... Why bright people who may once have been attracted to the police force are going, really? Am I going to sign up for that? that so, you know, th- this is a very real problem. And remember, signing up for the police for most people who do it is an exceedingly well paid option. Sure. When you look into, when you consider the alternatives. And of course, during the um, the protest period not only was it uh, lucrative but it went to a, a sort of hyper lucrative level with the amount of overtime.
0: All right Steve I'm going to put the lid on it for a few minutes we're going to come back straight after the news. Steve Vines.